Welcome to The Burnout Show, a weekly conversation with special guests who generously share their burnout stories with us. We also chat with health and wellness experts on how to best navigate burnout when you're in the thick of it, as well as how to avoid it returning. And now here's your host, Jess Jones. Hi, Danielle, and welcome to The Burnout Show. Hey Jess, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. And I have to say, it, it's so gorgeous to see your your face again after all these years. Yeah, definitely. I will just share with our audience that we went to high school together. So it's been many years since we've actually seen each other in person. And obviously, we're still not doing it now because everything is via Zoom, Zoom still as per 2020. But it's absolutely lovely to see your face today. Oh, likewise. (laughs) So I just, I have been following you for some time and know that you have been doing some really incredible things, but I want to let you sort of explain what you've been doing, particularly the past couple of years, where you're at and how you got into it. Sure. Well, I guess it, it all started. I was 16 years old and I was completely obsessed with music videos and, and film. Both of my parents were school teachers and and they loved, um, you know, just encouraging us with anything creative. So it was, there was books everywhere. I, I loved reading books and writing my own stories and became very fascinated with that creative world. And that soon led into a little bit of modelling and, and acting in just local country, uh, regional commercials. And then when I moved to the city to pursue a teaching career, I continued doing it in Melbourne and got a little role on Neighbours and um, and then became very, very fascinated with what was happening behind the camera as opposed to in front of. And so found a little job writing uh, just shot lists for a studio and ended up being there for almost 10 years where I was able to kind of climb my way up that ladder from writing shot lists and doing whatever they wanted me to, you know, co-producing a few things and then I had the opportunity to produce a TV show that was on Channel 31 and did that for about seven seasons and then slowly started to realise I wanted to direct. So I started studying that. I didn't go to school for it. Everything self-taught. And then, yeah, landed a a gig. I did an online series with Paul Mercurio. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a short series about loving food and hating waste. So that was a real privilege and honour to work with him. And um, just a lot of television commercials over the 10 years and then realised that I really wanted to do something outside of the commercial space and and do something that was possibly going to leave an impact on humanity and, um, and do something with a little bit more depth. So took the leap of faith and stepped out on my own and which was really hard as a young mum and it took me a while but slowly started to do some freelance work, was able to work with um, Jean-Claude Van Damme on a TV commercial which was probably one of the highlights because he was, you know, one of my huge icons as a child as, as I'm sure many, many other girls our age can can share. Yeah. And then, yeah, kept pushing and, and burning out <laughs> and taking breaks and then finally last year pitched a show to Channel 10 and it got picked up, So, which led to now my new documentary series, which I'm really excited about, 
So now currently in this new production, which I'm absolutely privileged to be sharing with Australia, it's called Beyond the Fire and it follows the unsung heroes of the Black Summer bushfire crisis as they continue to rebuild and, and I guess share their stories of bravery and courage that's sprung forth out of what was a really devastating season for Australia. Yeah, and I think we'll have people from all over the world listening to this episode and I do know that it was such a huge, you know, news story here but it actually went around the world and, you know, there were people from all over sort of sharing, you know, that they their compassion and their love for the people that were going through such a tough time here. But do you want to just talk a little bit about the time that that happened so we, we've got a bit of a timeline and then tell us what it was like when you made that decision, that call to do this and how it all began? Sure. At the beginning of, of this year, 2020, which has turned into a marvellous year, <laughs> Australia was completely devastated by the Black Summer bushfire crisis and as you know, as yourself, we, we grew up in Gippsland, so we were literally watching our backyard go up in flames, which for me, I remember standing on the back porch of my veranda in Longford, which was almost 200 kilometres from the main fire front, and um, the sky was was so dark and, and we had to wear masks because it was really hard to breathe and you could see that something really, really horrific was taking place right, right there and, and I just... I guess I didn't know what to do or how I could contribute. So, you know, just spoke to my family and said a lot of big prayers and was like, how can I help? And and then my cousins decided to orchestrate a 15 semi-trailer load of hay to head up to East Gippsland. And um, I had a good friend at the time, uh, Sally Jones, who, if you're listening, you're a complete legend and you know Jess. I can back that. Yep, she's amazing. Superstar. Herself and Emma from the Victorian Farmers Federation, who's another good friend, they came along on the trip along with Craig Calvert, another um, mental health advocate, and we all kind of went up there. And what unfolded in that that period of time, I have to say, probably changed my life because you know you see these devastations and these natural disasters happening on the news, but it's almost like we're desensitised to what's happening because we see it on TV all the time and we watch these, you know, epic blockbuster movies where these natural disasters are happening. But unless you're on at the grassroots level, you really don't understand, I guess, the feeling or the emotion or the heartache that people go through. And, and being able to witness that firsthand and speak to the victims of this, this fire, literally whilst the fire was still burning, really, really did change my life. And I was like, I had my crew with me, a couple of guys, we we drove up from Melbourne at 5am that morning. I think we ended up driving like 28 hours straight. It was just mayhem. But yeah, they were with me and we brought the cameras and we just captured everything we could just as a bit of a, I guess, historical piece just to just, we didn't know where it was going to lead. We didn't know what we were going to do with it, but we just wanted to capture it. And once I got home, I was like, this story is too big not to be told. And so, yeah, that's how the the story was or the show was birthed. And, um, yeah, after hearing all these amazing stories, we we put it down in a prospectus and pitched it to Channel 10. And, yeah, it was about 
four months later, they contacted me and within an hour of them contacting me, the, the funding body who we'd approached contacted me. So after four wow. months of laying it down, it was quite miraculous and it was I just knew that it was meant to happen. So Channel 10 picked it up and the funding body said, yep, we'll fund it for you and here we are. <laughs> Incredible. Pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> And who ever would have thought after, you know, um, starting the year that way that this would be what was coming afterwards. It's just been, um, yeah, a challenging year for so many. But I know how hard this must have been for you going through this as well and um, being there on the ground to witness it all and capture it all uh, must have been quite emotional for you and exhausting at the same time. Yeah, I think so. I just finished a huge project literally two weeks before it happened. So last year I lost my mum to cancer in April, which turned my life upside down. And and then literally I think it was five days later I went into what was the largest production of my life at that stage and and for the next nine months was working like 20 hours a day finishing that show. It was a 10-part documentary series about issues of injustice. So there was some pretty heavy content on the back of losing mum and I didn't grieve at all. I bottled it all up, kept pushing. And so once that show was delivered, I slowly for a two-week period unwound a little and was like, okay, it's right. It, it's time that I start to process this. And this project came along. <laughs> but it was a real blessing in, dis- in disguise, I guess, because my mum, you know, we're, we're seventh-generation Gippslandians. So to be able to spend this year and much of the pandemic down on the farm with my dad whilst I was writing and, and in pre-production with him. It was always like it was it was meant to happen and, and just to be able to sew back into that community that was so close to my mum's heart and um, and share these stories, I think, yeah, it was all meant to happen, I think. It was hard. It was very hard and it still is. Mm. We're watching content day in and day out of people talking about the devastation and it's the show's actually got quite a heavy theme of mental health advocacy through it so yeah it it has impacted my own mental health at times but I think I've grown since last year and been able to manage it a lot better yeah amazing well you've done an incredible job so far and I'm looking forward to watching it I did watch the trailer and was deeply moved by it and um, I think you know, it is tough, these conversations about mental health, but people like yourself, Sally Jones and other people, and there are so many now, which is fantastic in the community that are trying to raise awareness and trying to soften the blow a little bit and let let people understand that it's okay to talk about these things. And I know how hard it is, you know, in farming in particular, because it is quite isolating people, you know, their whole life depends on their work on the farm, regardless of what they're doing. So, yeah, I can imagine it. It's been a pretty tough couple of years. Yeah, especially after losing your mum and then throwing yourself into all this work. But I just want to say congratulations because yeah, you've achieved a lot and no doubt your mum would be proud. And what a special year, you know, besides all of the craziness that you've been able to share some time with your dad as well. Yeah, it's been beautiful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do? Do you unwind? Do you relax now? Have you been able to recognise that, you know, you need to make some time for yourself? Yeah, I um, If I'm really honest, mm. I, I, be know, honest. <laughs> I know what I should be doing and yeah. I, I mentor a lot of women 
through church and stuff and, and give all the advice in the world. But it's it's one thing to give advice and, and suggest things. It's another thing to actually put them into practice yourself. And yeah. I think this year I've done a lot better job than I did last year of actually putting in boundaries and putting systems in place in order to protect my heart and protect my mind. But I probably... I'm not the right person to speak to. I don't feel like I've nailed it yet, let's say. So we're all on a journey. And some of the practices that I guess I have put in place and that I have learned is, you know, exercising daily. That's a really, really big thing for, for me. I feel a major difference on the days where I'm scripting and editing and I do exercise and I'm able to step out for that time in the sunlight and, and connect with nature and go for a run or a swim or a bike ride. That's really, really important for me. I have, I guess, made sure that I've surrounded myself with people that are really on mission and that are there for me and with no expectation and, and no judgment and, and they're real comrades. You know, I think... Uh, one thing that I've, I've um, taught some of the girls that I mentor is there's a huge difference between comrades and constituents and often we get them very confused. I think a, com- a comrade is like a like scaffolding. They're there for a period of time and they build you up and they're there to support you, um, whereas constituents can seem like that but they often are there for they've got alternative reasons for being there and they, they take away from you. And I think mm-hmm. for me, and I, I'm sure you're the same, got a really big heart and and you give a lot and you love really hard and you love, you know, I just love people so much. I I often give far too much of my heart away and that's something that I've pulled back a little bit this year just to protect myself and make sure that I'm not burning out and I'm not giving too much because at the end of the day we can't give what we don't have. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I guess protecting, putting up boundaries with those surrounding me exercising and I'm a huge prayer warrior I, I, I've got a prayer closet I jump in there and I just pray my socks off and I vent and I scream and I yell and I cry and I connect with I guess the one who created me and and that for me it's it's a real time of peace and joy and um, I'm able to fill up and I guess those reserves that may not be there in the physical somehow come yeah. in the spiritual and 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 that's something that yeah I've got to give glory to and, and it's I've, I've got some supernatural <laughs> uh, connection that really really helps me get through so that's that's probably one of my biggest supports oh and I have to mention I've got a really incredible husband who keeps me so accountable and my beautiful babies and my my dad and my sister and my brother I've got a very very supportive family mm. but I think because my hubby is an artist himself he really gets it he understands the pressure of putting yourself out there and the pressure that you put on yourself as an artist to to deliver what you feel is right and, um, you know, your truth to the world. So he gets it. So he's yeah. – uh, and he kind of cracks the whip on me if he sees me going down that path of burnout again because I'm Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, we were chatting, you know, before we started recording about – how prevalent burnout is and it used to be such a dirty word it was almost like it was attached to failure or you know that you weren't hitting the expectations that you've set for yourself or that society sets for us which are huge by the way that takes years or decades of undoing and letting go of but 
you've hit the nail on the head. I think we are on similar journeys that way in that I'm, I am the same, have big heart, lots of love, lots of compassion all of the time for people, very empathetic. And while they're really um, lovely qualities to have, they can take a lot from you if you're not careful in protecting your energy and protecting or um, deciding who and what you want to share your love and, and energy with. So it's definitely something I've been working on as well. I, I don't think anyone ever fully nails the balance. I think we're all, as you said, on a journey and we're all learning as we go. Yes, I've you know got this business and I'm trying to teach and share my experiences and tips and lessons, but the best way I've found to do that is by sharing other people's stories and experiences as well because we don't all, you know, have it together. And even if from the outside it looks like people do, you know, in reality it's not always like that. It's not that Instagram life that's all bright and shiny and perfect. You know, we're all human and we all make mistakes and we're all challenged and we, you know, give too much sometimes and um, push ourselves, you know, often as well, especially when we feel like we're on a path you know, we have a certain purpose or a mission for why we're here. You know, I think for people like that, it is harder to set those boundaries because you are laser focused on what you're here to do. But yes, boundaries is a big one. And I think that's a discussion a lot of people probably need to have or think about implementing in their lives. So how have you found since you've been setting those boundaries, you know, have you noticed a difference in your energy and and has it freed up some time for you? Yeah, I, I think so. It's really funny that the pandemic for so many people, I think, has provided an opportunity for us all to really comb our lives and go, okay, who's really, you know, meant to be there and, and who's yeah. not? You know, I didn't intentionally set out to cut anybody off or, or to distance myself from mm. anyone or anything, but it was something that organically happened, I think, and, and, and being able to spend that really quality time with my children through homeschooling, although because of the show, we were very, very blessed in the sense that we were able to escape from Melbourne. We had permits to, to film, so a lot of the homeschooling my beautiful hubby took hold of, but the times that I did have that quality time with them, it, it made me realise how much time I was giving. So I do feel like I've got that extra space to really work on myself because instead of really pouring out all of the time into so many different people and, you know, there's a lot of people going through so much in this world and and as we were saying before, when you have that really big heart of compassion for others, you want to help and you see people and they're crying out for help and you're wanting to help but I guess stepping back from that and, and being able to help myself now and, and spend that time that I, I know that I'm still grieving. I know that I've got a long way to go in that space and it's I'm only it's only the surface that I'm kind of touching now. Mm. But it does feel good and I do feel a lack of that anxiety and that stress that I was feeling last year in order to just, I guess, succeed and be okay and, and this pressure of no, I've got it, I've got it together and I'm okay and I don't you know, not wanting to put that burden on other people for me is a really big thing of, of no, 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 I'm okay, I've got this. When actually when you open up to other people and say I'm not okay and receive that help, then you're able to help more. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. amazing. So Beyond the Fire, 
premieres the 2nd of January for those in Australia. But I'm sure uh, what I'll do actually is I'll share the, the link in the show notes so people in other areas can watch that. What is the plan for 2021 for you? Gosh, a, a little bit of rest. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping you might say that. <laughs> and I would really love to see a second season of this show take place actually there's there's such incredible stories coming out of this first season and and I think to do a season about recovery would be really really important for these people um and for Australia in general whether that happens or not I have no idea but it is on my heart and um other than that I really really hope that the borders open up and we can travel I love traveling I love connecting with other cultures and seeing new places and just having adventure with my with my um, man, my babies, and, and showing them the world, and, and saying, "Hey, look, look at what's happening here. It's not, it's not what's just going on in your own backyard. It's, there's so much more in the world, and there's, you know, I want them to grow up and, and have that heart of compassion and have that heart mm. for humanity to to connect with people and to see that it's far bigger than just us." Yeah, amazing. What a beautiful thing you're able to share to your children. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you had someone, even one person listening today that was going through burnout or just on the brink, what would be one piece of advice that you would share to them? Probably go gentle. Mm. Go gentle on yourself. Go gentle on others. Often when we're, when we're in that place of burnout or on the brink of burnout, we're in a very negative headspace and, yeah. and we, if you're anything like me, very hard on yourself and, and very tough on yourself and Actually, your close friend, Sarah Anderson, her mother was like a second mother to me and she always says to me, go gentle, go gentle. Yeah. And so that would be my probably my biggest um, piece of advice is go gently on yourself and on others and um, also recognise that nothing in this world is worth losing you because you matter. I'm going to get all teary <laughs> because we do matter. Yeah. And I think we often forget, we forget that, there is so many people out there that need what we have. You know, we've all been purposed in this life and on this planet at this very time. And if we don't fulfill the calling upon our life, nobody else will because we're all uniquely made and uniquely created for such a time as this. Right now, we were chosen to be here right now. And unless we fulfill what we're designed to fulfill, there's a gap. There's a gap in history. There's a gap in in um, society. and yeah, so just remember that you matter. Remember that you have something that no one else has and, yeah, and take a step back and go, is this really worth it and is there another way of doing what I'm doing right now where I'm not going to overextend myself and not burn out? Yeah, that would be my advice. <laughs> Sorry. Amazing. <laughs> no, absolutely amazing. Best piece of advice ever, honestly. Thank you so much for your time today. And for those listening, I will put all of Danielle's details in our show notes so you can connect with her. But Danielle, thank you. You've done and are doing an incredible job. You are truly a magnificent human being and we're lucky to be able to see and share in the talents that you have and everything that you're giving. So thank you. Oh, likewise, Jess, thank you so much. Um, I love just watching you do your thing and it's been a really great honour to talk to you today and I'm so grateful to have reconnected with you and your people. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing. Thank you, gorgeous. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you're suffering from burnout or want some tips on how to avoid it, 
join our Facebook group, The Burnout Club Community. If you've gotten something out of today's episode, we'd love your review. Simply click the link in the show notes to share your thoughts. Until next time, go gently.